On this episode of the Missouri Catfish Podcast, we talked to Craig Shoemate, who had just a terrific year last year and looking ahead to the tournament season starting next week. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Shove off with us. Let's get started. Telling stories by the fire, cicadas are singing like a thousand piece squire. And then Dad says, did you hear that? That's the sound of an Appaloosa cat. Bye. It is February 16th. I hope everyone survived Valentine's Day, the Super Bowl, and switching gears to a whole year of fishing here. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. Always enjoy hearing from everybody. That's really the only rewarding part of this podcast. So feedback, pictures, tell us how you're doing, struggles. Any of that, and it's all part of it, because just the great days fishing, while while it makes for cool content, that's not really an accurate picture of what everybody's doing out there. Everybody's having flat tires and not catching fish and and all those things, and I, I try to incorporate some of that and hopefully give some encouragement out there. As far as news, the Missouri Department of Conservation um, said there is going to be a very large cicada. I called them locusts growing up, but a cicada hatch. The 13-year and the 17-year are coming out right at the 1st of May. As far as what that affects us, I remember, that's probably 2015 or so, there was, there was a large hatch and a lot of people were catching catfish on the surface that way. So it would be very cool. I think catching catfish on a fly rod is probably the next big thing. And this would be a great, great way to catch a large catfish. I think every fishery in the state will be affected by this hatch in some way or another. And so even if if you just use floats for for a few weeks here i think a lot of fish are going to be oriented towards the surface catfish included so that will happen in early may so i guess get your floats ready or your cicada type flies or lures or however you want to do it and I had purchased a very cool poster of catfish. The Missouri Chapter of the American Fisheries Society, which is a organization of professional fish people. So in our state, we're very lucky to have science and professionals running our Fish and Wildlife Service. That's not the case in all states. But... All states, I believe, have an American Fisheries Society chapter. 
ours as part of their fundraiser is selling these posters and they have posters of all the different fish in our state, including the invasives, but they're like, for example, I bought one on just the catfish species. So Maine, Missouri, the flatheads, the channels, the blues, and the bullheads were on there. And there's another one with, uh, lots of different fish. If you wanted one on bass or with walleye or even, uh, many of the posters were on the very small darters, minnows, a lot of the unsung heroes in that make the the whole fish world go round. But but I just got one on the the catfish and one on Missouri suckers because I love buffalo, or buffalo and red horse and and stuff like that on there. So bought a couple of those, but they were very cool. I have not hung them up, have not done anything with them. But but that's a very cool thing. I also noticed in Craig Springer's book, America's Bountiful Waters, which is a reflection on, I think it was 150 years in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. But there were some really cool photos uh, of the paintings of Bob Hines, who did some catfish paintings. He did paintings of all fish, but there were some really cool ones in there, and, and I think someone could get some prints of those and that'd be great for a man cave or fish shop or or whatever there is an employment opportunity the missouri river relief is hiring someone to teach people how to catfish and i did not print out the ad but basically they're they're based around cooper's landing there boone county i would assume it's it, it said two to eight hours a week, so probably on the weekends you'd, you'd teach, or evenings, teach people how to catfish from the bank. I think they were going to get their own equipment, so if anyone in that area has any passion for teaching people how to catfish, and I'm sure, you know, if you're teaching people, even just... Uh, catching channel cats or, or little little catfish, people are just starting out just love it catching any kind of fish especially kids so i had read uh that the book beautifully grotesque fish of the american west by mark spitzer and uh may alluded to this on the last podcast but i found out mark had had passed away last year and he was a a pretty young guy it surprised me i was going to reach out to him maybe have him on the on the podcast and he'd passed away so that's that's terrible, and just just shows you to to line up what's important in life, family, fishing, whatever that is. I also did did some other reading. Um, Vlad Evanoff, who had a lot of books back in the day, and one five hundred fishing experts and how they catch fish. It had a little chapter on catfishing, and what's remarkable is it's kind of like Channel Cat Fever. In, in that if you read it, there are people that were way ahead of the time back then. And, and if you can just apply some of that, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So take that for what it's worth. There, there's people back then, there's people now that are doing things that you shouldn't have to wait 10 or 20 years to, to catch on to.
And I think our guest today is one of those people doing it. It's going to click for someone in 10 years like, oh, my goodness, that this is what they were doing even back then. Catfish Now, which is an online publication, it's emailed to me. It's free, very cool. Brent Frazee did an article on catching catfish mainly on the Mississippi River, just about what a trophy fishery that is. And they had some quotes from uh, Joe McMullen, who's the big river fishery specialist. So that was cool to see. Always cool to see our fishery being highlighted. And it, it's been a, a pretty decent February. Uh, yesterday, I'd, I'd thought about camping, getting the camper dewinterized. And of course, today it is snowing. So I know it's been a rough January and February for everybody, but hopefully it will get better here. We, we had a, a really severe cold snap, which is when I, I actually did this interview. So, and there were some ice fishing opportunities, which I have never done. And, and really it comes down to by the time you get the ice, I don't have any equipment for it. And by the time you get the equipment for it, the ice is gone here. It doesn't stay on like it would up North. So I've, put it on my list that before next year, they, they have ice augers that run off your electric drill. So it's not like you have to buy an auger and all that stuff. But I thought if you could have one of those, just have the bare minimum of stuff when, when a opportunity like that presented itself, you could take, take advantage of it. Because if you don't have the equipment beforehand, you, you don't have the time for that. So that's really near, neither here nor there. We are going to talk to Craig Shoemate and just what a solid year. He's just catching fish right and left. Sometimes he's he's come up a bit short due to machinery, that sort of thing. But do not cut him short on this upcoming year. I, I think he's going to put on a real run for the Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments Championship. There's a lot of really solid teams this year, I've noticed, and everyone's just been getting ready, I think, the last two or three months. So gearing up for that, it starts next week, so I thought I'd go ahead and put this podcast out. Again, my name is Cliff Thornburg. Our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and thank you so much for listening. We're going to go to a short break and then get right into our interview with Craig. So don't go anywhere. This benthic broadcast is brought to you by Easy Clips Culling System, which you can purchase directly from their Facebook page or from Tackle Bandits. For sponsorship, advertising, or any other kind of promotional information, please email the podcast at missouricatfishpodcast at gmail.com or message our Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram. All right, so we're here with Craig Shoemate, and Craig, you all had a, you ended up with a second place finish in the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament points, correct? Yes, that's correct. 
and that was a pretty wild finish. You all, it, it was going into that last tournament at Glasgow. You, you were tied for a three-way tie. Yes, that that's correct. And and you had a pretty good weight. I thought. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> it uh, to be honest with you, um, we had a very good location picked out to fish. Uh, we, you know, I, we both had been scouting hard and we found a really good location to fish and uh, we got started that morning uh we could not catch any bait i spent like 12 hours and got literally one shed and uh, we had to wait on some bait a buddy of us that we've gotten buddy of ours that we've gotten bait for before but he didn't make it there until uh well after launch and then we decided that, uh, hey, you know, we're going to just try to stay close and fish close. And, uh, and then at the end, uh, we weren't having, or not at the end, at the beginning there, we weren't having much luck. Uh, just because we had, that's not where we had scouted at was those areas. And uh, then we tried to make a run and the boat was acting up the motor so we ended up landing in on the spot we had fished before you know in years past and caught those fish uh, missed a few and then uh, we lost our depth finder after that and finally figured out right at the end of the tournament what the issue was is the battery uh, cables were loose on the battery so the alternator wasn't charging and uh, once we got that problem solved then we were able to go but it was too late by then so that was uh, <laughs> kind of held us back a little bit. And you still had a pretty good weight, though. I mean, yeah, we didn't go three miles from the boat ramp as the farthest we made it. Yeah. And I mean, except that was just an exceptional day for everyone, I guess. I mean, you would have been in the top two or three yeah. tournaments, I, I think. Yeah. No, it, uh, the, the, the area that we had picked out was a phenomenal for where we were going to go, but it just kind of, you know, stuff like that happens. Yeah. Uh, Anything it, mechanical, it, it can all go wrong. Yeah. You know, and it was brutally cold and wind was blowing like crazy. And, uh, it, uh, I was actually sick at the same, you know, so, but I wasn't giving up that's for sure, but I definitely wasn't 100%, but, uh, we grinded all day. And, uh, you know, we finally found one spot within that, them, you know, three miles from the boat ramp, which that's as far as we made it. And, and we're still, still able to pull it, you know, a decent finish. Yeah. Was your motor and your fish finder issues related to your alternator? Being yes. Yeah. So basically what happened was uh, it wasn't the, the motor was running off the battery and that's why it kept stalling. We couldn't figure out what was going on. We thought it was fuel related at first. And then we were like, well, we just can't go very far. You know, we're going to have to stay close. And then, uh, but, but the fish, the depth finder was working and then the depth finder went out and I was like, man, check those. I told Bobby, I said, check those battery cables back there. And he goes, man, they are loose and hot, like about ready to catch on fire. So, and that, that's what the whole issue was. The, the engine was trying to run off the, 
it wasn't getting in, you know, didn't have enough voltage. Nothing was running. So that's what the whole issue was. Uh, yeah, and it never does that when you're messing around. Yeah. You agree, Dad? No, uh-uh. it did it on like the worst tournament it could do it on. Yeah. Now I do have a question. Is is the guy that was late with the bait, is he still a friend of your all's? Yeah, no, he is. He's yeah, no, it wasn't no big deal. I, I don't know that anybody even fished our spot uh during that tournament. It was close to where some people were fishing, but yeah, it's not that actually it probably did us a favor more than likely because we would have been gung ho and the boat might have run halfway up there and then we could have been stranded and not, you know, figured it out in that area and wasted a lot more time. Yeah, and and leading up to that, you all had some really strong finishes obviously. Um, yeah. What were some of the highlights of it for your year? Uh, I mean, anytime you can finish, you know, multiple tournaments and, you know, and get a top three, uh, it's, it's really good. And, and just all the, pra- all the years and practice and everything and having the right, you know, partner at the time and everything working together. I mean, we had some crazy experiences in some of the night tournaments, you know, crazy stuff happening, but one thing about it, we never quit trying, not until the very last minute. We were always trying to better our bag, you know, and and having a partner that puts that much effort into it, just like you, you know, they want to win just as much as you do. It's worth a lot. You know, it, it makes a heck of a difference. You got you have someone in your boat that's giving energy too instead of taking. Right. Yes, that is correct. Well, and uh, and and how'd you all do at the lakes last year? I, I should- uh, we we did not fish any. Uh, well, we fished Truman and we didn't do very good there. I don't even remember what we placed. I mean, we caught a lot of fish, just no, couldn't catch any overs. And uh, and then we did not fish the first lake tournament. Okay, and I guess that begs the question, are you all planning on fishing any lakes this year? Are you just going to focus on the river again? I would say, so Bobby is not fishing with me this year. He's not going to, I mean, he's, that's a lot of work, and he's not a young guy either. And uh, so he's going to fish some of them with his son, the day tournaments. Uh, But uh, me and Gary Taylor are teaming up. And we're going to fish together. So I would say we'll probably be at about every one of them unless something happens. All right. So that's that's breaking news there. You you and Gary are teaming up. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for Bobby, I, I understand those night tournaments are a complete marathon. Yeah. No. And we had, you know, one, well, uh, one night in particular uh, the, where we fished, uh, Let's see. It was, I believe it was, uh, it was either, it was Waverly. Yeah. I think it was Waverly and uh, where we won that tournament. Uh, you know, we were on fish all night. I mean, lost two really good fish. And I think we had a hundred and I don't know, 140 some pounds and three fish. That's how good a night we were had. Bob lost two fish at the boat. I mean, literally right behind the boat, you know, close to the size we had, but we were about asleep and a fish hammered it and we woke up and pulled us off anchor 
And Bobby goes, he goes, man, that's a tree floating down the river. And uh, I look at it and I'm like, wait a minute. And I said, Bob, that ain't, that's not a tree. That's the dike. I mean, we were literally almost on top of this dike. The fish pulled us off anchor. And I'm fighting the boat and he's holding the rod and I'm holding the net in my hand. And it was just, you know, there was a lot of experiences that, that we had that memories that we'll never forget. But, you know, it gets dangerous out there. Uh, very what dangerous. Was it the night that it was so trashy out there? No, it was, it wasn't trashy. It was just, uh, the fish pulled us off anchor and there was a tree on that dike that looked like it was floating down river. That's because we were moving. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy at night too. You can get so. Oh, disoriented. Yeah. You know, it's definitely uh, different. Um, but man, I, I, Shane puts on great tournaments and all them guys that fish it are, they're, they're really good, good people and uh, very good fishermen. I mean, it, any, any one of those guys has the opportunity to go out and win one of those tournaments. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, just a lot of it is experience, knowing different areas. Uh, you know, we, and not quitting. And you got to have some luck too. Yeah, I would say for sure. And it, it's so crazy, you know, when you get those big weights, you know, what the difference is in a 40-pound fish on your graph and a 60-pounder and then who catches them. It, it's all, yeah, all of it in the end, you, you don't know. But uh, definitely these great fishermen are coming out on top a lot, and that, that's yeah. real. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, experience and uh, is a lot of it, you know. Um, it, we, we you know, the guys that been doing this you know for many years uh i don't think it's any certain technique it's just uh, i don't know it, we we know, you know there's a lot of things on the river different things that we see that probably other people don't uh, you know they don't see you know trying to and we but we don't just go fishing you know something like this you're you're on the water a lot. You spend a lot of money trying to keep up with the location of fish and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't always pan out. I mean, there's a lot of times where fish are in an area three days before and you go back and they're gone. They ain't there no more. I mean, that's happened to, you know, everybody that, you know, even Brian and Spat, all them guys, it's happened to, it's just the way it works, but it's being able to adapt to that situation and go to something else, being able to change. Yeah. It, it always seems to me like a fine line between being determined, sticking with the plan, but then also adjusting is if they, yeah. it, it seems, you know, it always a kind of a struggle there. Yeah. And, and sometimes it, it's, it's 20 feet. I mean, seriously, that's all it is. Sometimes it's 20 feet. That is no joke. It, it really is. Extra effort to, to get repositioned right and, and do it? Yep. I mean, literally, if, if you have that much confidence in, in what you're fishing, and there has been fish there, usually they haven't went very far. Something's changed. You know, it, 
it just it's like i say it's just doing it for many years and you've adapted to their habits when during certain conditions and you learn to change and like i say the other is luck i mean i can you can ask bobby he thinks i'm the luckiest person that ever walked the face of the earth whenever it comes to fishing you know because he does he, that's what he calls me lucky and he calls gary the same thing old lucky he said man you two together in the same boat that's gonna be rough and I asked Joe Bell this uh, question, and I just want to know your your feelings on it. The river, it just seems so low all year, pretty stable, but but just real low. Do you think that really affected the tournaments too much? Mm, I mean, yeah, uh, definitely. I think it did. Um, I believe the fish are more patternable whenever it's low. Uh, they're I mean, they're still scattered some, but I believe they're, they're more patternable. They don't have as much water to uh, roam, you know, like they would when the water's high and up over the dikes. It definitely makes a difference, I think. And what's your, what's your perfect condition to go out there in a tournament versus other people? For me, um, to be honest, uh, I would say springtime, first warm front, stable water conditions, uh, lower. I mean, you're going to, it's, you're going to tear. It'll be just like the day at, uh, at Dalton, whenever uh, everybody had those huge bags of fish. I mean, that's, that's your ideal conditions for me for daytime, uh, for nighttime. Definitely. Uh, after the spawn um and uh you know it can be hot but i still like the water to be low but i prefer it low i'm not a i just don't like the high it's the dangers of it is nighttime fishing and i can tell you somebody who excels at it and that's brian and spat they're really really good high water fishermen yeah and yeah they they put on some clinics there a couple of years ago with, with some high water and uh, Harmons are good at it too. Yeah, no, they, they definitely are very good at it. Uh, Gary is good at it too. And, and now that we're teaming up and we'll put our ideas together. I mean, we both know the river really well, so uh, it's just, we'll see what happens, I guess. So you and Gary live pretty close there. No, he uh, he lives uh, around Jeff City, and I'm uh, north of Columbia, about thirty miles. So we're definitely not real close, but uh, you know we fish together quite a bit. Uh, well, he fished with us on one tournament last year, I think, and then uh, you know here and there, me and him would go fishing together. Just to, well, we did, went quite a few times together, free fishing for tournaments. And, and you're pretty close as far as boat ramps, though. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about, he's a little closer uh, there, but I mean, I'm an hour away, not that far. Well, that's exciting. You all are going to, he's going to bring some some of the lake fishing experience, I guess. And you all are both longtime river guys. That That's going to be a, a good team. Yeah. To for. 
No, he's definitely, I used to fish the lake a lot, um, back when I first started and, but I'm not, once I got started on the river, I, I didn't, unless I was going winter fishing or something, then I pretty much stuck to the river, but he, you know, he's closer. So he goes there, uh, to, you know, get bait and, and he fishes there a lot too. He's really, he's, I mean, he's pretty good at the lake and the, you know, the river. Sure. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, you know, that he wasn't. No. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's far superior to me on that lake than, uh, you know, as far, he knows a lot more about it than I do. And do you all have any specific goals this year as a team? Win the points, win every tournament. <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. I mean, seriously, that's a place in a top three or win every time. And you all are focused on Shane's tournament this year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't plan on fishing <clears throat> anything else. Uh, I'm going to stay here at home. Uh, kind of pretty much like I did last year. I don't think I finished anything. I'm just going to focus on uh, Shane's tournaments. And uh, I don't know, Gary might fish some other ones. I'm not sure. We haven't really talked about it. Uh, but my plan is is to stay close to home. I mean, really not any need to go anywhere else with, you know, the type of fishery we have here. Yeah, it's, it's just hard to drive over the Missouri River and go somewhere else to me. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's extremely hard. <laughs> it's extremely hard. I, I I caught a lot of big fish last year, uh, you know, a lot. And uh, for me, the last two, three years have been really good on the river. It's just been phenomenal, the, you know, the, the size and the amount of fish and we've been catching. Do you attribute that to do you think it's you that's gotten better or do you think the fisheries improving or what do you think it is? Well, I mean I don't know if it's I for, I think there's something and I can't put my finger on it. I I, I don't know if I just feel like there's more fish has been in the river or may, maybe their seasonal patterns, maybe they migrated farther or less or something like that. I'm not sure, but it definitely seems there's been a plethora of, you know, 60 to hundred pound fish in the past, you know, few years more so than it's either that or other people are figuring things out. I don't know. But, uh, for me, there's been different things that I've figured out, but I wouldn't go to the lengths to say that I didn't know them before. I don't think I, I, I just think that there's just a lot of fish. <laughs> I yeah. think there's just a lot of big fish, right? For some reason. Well, well, like last year, for example, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but like how many fish did, did you all catch over like 40 pounds is probably a trophy to most people at least that don't fish the river uh how many over 40 do you think you caught oh god i, I wouldn't know a lot yeah a lot i caught uh i wouldn't know over 40 but over well let's see i had two three four seven over 80 and one over a hundred 
several that were a lot that were 60s and, and lots that were 40s and 50s, a whole bunch, whole bunch 40s and 50s. Yeah, I could I wouldn't even know the number a lot. That that's an amazing year, and that hundred was way over a hundred. That wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good size. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a fish of a lifetime, man. It was that was pretty awesome. Do you think the record's ever coming back? You think the Missouri River can put? No, I can guarantee you that there's a. I, I would, I would guarantee you that there's a state record. There's no doubt in my mind. And let me ask you another fisheries-related question, because I, you know, you go down to the lake and and you catch a lot of little fish, or I do, I, um, but you don't really do that on the river, or at least I don't. Do you all see the numbers of little fish too, or is it mainly big fish? Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, we see smaller fish, but I mean, they're more. I don't know because I don't, I don't target them. But in wintertime, like they'll come out of everywhere. You know, you're catching, you know, doinkers. You know, every, every little bit. Um, as far as, uh, you know, during, you know, when we're during the summer months and it's spring and and fall. Yeah, I mean, we catch a, a lot. I would say that are probably ten to fifteen pounds. Um, but it seemed, I mean, as far as numbers go, I would say we caught more that were over 30 pounds than we probably did smaller fish. Yeah, and that's kind of what, what I've noticed. That it is nothing, of course, you know, you're using big bait and big current, big water, but it it's just kind of amazing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's just because, you know, the bigger fish are, are you know, they're top of the food chain of course so are they you know getting to the you know the bait before smaller fish would or like they stage you know in similar locations so you know it might just be that they're not they're not getting the bait before because we'll get a lot of small bites uh you know a peck here and there or whatever you know but uh and that's probably a smaller fish but usually when a big fish takes it if he's in the right mood he's gonna eat it right well when you're using a piece of bait that's you know big as your hand right right and as far as things you learned last year were there any that battery was kind of a, a painful lesson but i don't know that that's avoidable for you all was there anything else that was was kind of a lesson that you could pass on to the listeners? Mm, let's see. I mean, that if you're going to be serious about the, you know, the the uh, tournament fishing, and you want to be as prepared as you can be, just like that issue, you know, um, I should have checked that. Uh, before, but like, you know, I mean, stuff comes up and, you know, you're sick or whatever. You've been on the water for 12 hours. I didn't have no issues before. Uh, but that is probably the number one thing I could tell people if it comes down, you know, it comes down to your gear, uh, you know, make sure you got new rigs tied, uh, hooks are sharp. 
make sure your boat is mechanically sound because one small issue like that, I mean, we could have not caught nothing and we wouldn't have got second. Uh, you know, we just because of that reason. Uh, and that was my fault for not checking like that, checking things like that. But the more prepared you are, the more successful you're going to be. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And even if you're not tournament fishing, you know, everyone has finite time on the water. Time right. Be prepared, I, I think, would help everybody. Yes, and I agree. But, it, I mean, when when you're serious about it and, you you know, everything that you can do to make sure the stuff that shouldn't break or shouldn't go wrong doesn't, the more time you're going to be able to focus on you know, what you're supposed to be doing and that's catching fish and, uh, just don't give up pretty much. Don't quit. Well, that's awesome advice. I didn't want to take up too much of your time. Is there anyone you, you wanted to thank or anything going into kind of wrapping up last year and going into this next year? Yeah, no, I, um, I, you know, thank Shane and, and them guys and David and, Everybody, that whole crew, they're great. They do do everything they can to make sure the tournaments uh, run well and uh, boats come back safely. Uh, you know, they, they're always, I mean, all you got to do is call. And Shane's super great guy. And uh, they, they do a dang good job. Uh, give a shout out to them. And then all the anglers. I mean, if it wasn't, you know, yeah, we could have a, uh, a, you know, a tournament trail, but if nobody shows up, uh, then we don't. So I really appreciate all those guys showing up and all the crappy weather and battling it all night. And uh, it, it makes it fun because they're all great guys and they're a lot of fun to be around and to compete against. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, we, we wish you the, the best of luck next year. And um, anytime you, you want to be on the show, just just drop me a line. Sure. Well, hopefully I can break that state record, Mayor Gary, and we get to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Well, as we're, as we're talking, I hope we have open water at some point. I know that's going to be the, you know, the, the tough thing right now uh it's gonna be froze for a little while because I, I think it's supposed to warm up for a little bit then it's supposed to get cold again yeah and i was talking to a guy the other day you know the tournaments seem far off but it'll be Hold on. That lake yeah. tournament will be here quickly yeah right around the corner yeah no it won't be long at all uh i actually i was talking to gary uh, last or yesterday i think it was uh, and we need to get get our ideas and plans gathered up here so we can uh, be ready. But hopefully the lake isn't frozen then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, great talking to you, and, and best of luck in 2024. Hey, I appreciate it very much, and uh, I'm sure you'll be there along the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see you on the river. And we would encourage you to try the official fish fry breading of the Missouri Catfish Podcast, Mad Jack's Fish Fry Breading. And it is available in many stores around, but they also have their 
store in Kansas City, Kansas. So look them up, like them on Facebook, Mad Jack's Fresh Fish, and they also sell fish there. So if you are like myself and not the greatest angler, you can still have that fish fry. Try Mad Jack's Fresh Fish Fry Breading. It is a little less salty than a lot of the other brands, and I think you are going to really like it. Again, that's Mad Jack's Fish Fry Breading. All right, looking ahead, the Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments kicks off their first tournament next Saturday down at the lake, so check out the Facebook page there, Central Missouri Catfish Tournaments, or their website, although I don't know that it's been fully updated yet. Websites are much harder to manage than uh, some of these easier social media outlets. Do not forget to buy your or renew your fishing permits. I know my fishing and trapping permits are automatically renewed. Just make sure that it happens or keep tabs on that. You don't want to get charged for something you did not intend to do and go ahead and get those squared away. Snagging seasons, March 15th, I think. So all of this is happening very, very quickly here, and it's already halfway through February. So we're, we're rapidly approaching spring. I hope everyone has just a terrific year. Please uh, keep in contact with us at uh, Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Or if you see us on a body of water or at the boat ramp, just uh, do not be shy. I always enjoy talking to everybody. Till next time, tight lines and be safe out there. Thank you for listening to this Benthic broadcast. Thank you again to Craig Shoemate for being a guest on here. And music by Cowboy Bart, Bart Culifer. He plays a lot in the Central Missouri area, so check him out. See you next time. I was born.